0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary, Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include bank earnings, the evolving inflation narrative, and where does the Fed go from here? Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award winning developer of mobile first technology for the modern mortgage lender. Tens of thousands of loan officers at hundreds of independent mortgage banks banks, and credit unions use a SimpleNexus homeownership platform to provide a world-class borrower experience. With one login, you and your borrowers can do it all from any device, from uploading docs and checking loan status to paying for appraisals, signing disclosures, and closing. Learn more at SimpleNexus.com. One of the topics in Atlanta at the NBA Stratmore peer group meetings, besides M&A, is reliability and longevity. Managing risk in the face of competition and about, in the capital markets arena, how Mayak's systems lapse for several days give competitors an opening. For many years, Mayak has seen many loans flow through its hedging system. Which reminds me, there are three types of people in this world. Those that can count, and those that can't. <laughs> Don't inflate your numbers, especially when dealing with a buyer. This morning, we've received a gaggle of big bank earning reports. Mostly better than expected, and share prices of the likes of JP Morgan, Chase, Citi, Wells, US Bank, and Bank of America are doing well. I spoke about yield curve inversion earlier in the week, and I wanted to quickly follow up and provide a little more color. As of late, investors have bought or sold treasuries and mortgage backed securities depending on what they think is going to happen to inflation. It's generally assumed that prices will increasingly rise in the years ahead and investors need to be compensated for bearing that risk, since higher inflation will erode their future purchasing power. For this reason, bond yields contain an element of inflation premium, normally with an increasingly higher premium for bonds with longer maturity dates. Lenders and originators should know that the yield curve is influenced by more than monetary policy expectations. The shape and slope of the yield curve also reflect market attitudes towards various risks, and these two are influenced by economic outcomes. Interest rates on long-term securities reflect expectations of what might happen during the life of the bond or mortgage. In other words, investors shy away from paying a premium price above 100 or par for mortgages with high rates, assuming that at some point the borrower will refinance because rates have dropped. Why pay 103 for something that will return 100 in six months? We saw this phenomenon on rate sheets in the spring of 2022. No one wanted to pay above par, if investors expect a downturn, they likely also anticipate that the Federal Open Market Committee or (FOMC) or will cut the future policy rate to provide monetary policy accommodation. The expectation of lower future rates reduces longer-term rates and this could result in an inverted yield curve. Any aggressive monetary policy tightening by the FOMC, which would push up current rates relative to future ones, heightens the odds of a future decline in economic activity, leading to overall lower rates, including mortgage rates. This week was headlined by a couple benign inflation reports, a cooler-than-expected headline March CPI, up 0.1% month-over-month, and an unexpected decrease in March PPI, down 0.5% month-over-month. On an annual basis, the 5% annual CPI in March marks a steady improvement from 9% last summer, 8% in the fall, 7% over the holidays, and 6% in the early months of 2023, minus a blip in January. This is good news as it takes some of the pressure off of the Fed to keep raising rates. The Fed's target of 2% inflation is still a way away. And though moderating inflation will eventually mean lower mortgage rates, the Federal Reserve is likely to keep its Fed funds rate higher for longer until it sees a meaningful increase in the unemployment rate. Jobless claims and the Fed funds rate should correlate, but over the past year they have not. The central bank would like to see a better balance of labor supply and demand, and high rates are meant to reduce demand for labor. In an alternative scenario, increasing labor supply would accomplish the same thing, and in a less painful way than a recession-induced spike in unemployment. As we move into Q2, goods inflation and supply chain issues seem to be in the past. There's no more chip shortage, commodities like lumber are back at pre-pandemic levels, and housing inflation will stop adding to headline figures during the summer. Additionally, we're moving away from what was a volatile quarter in Q1 caused by high inflation, strong labor prints, which pushed rate expectations to, quote, higher for longer, end quote, and a banking stability crisis. Rising rates are meant to act as a break on the economy and the banking crisis, from which banks are now more conservative in their lending and restrictive in doling out credit, will only serve as an aid in that sense. Things are tough all over, so it's not limited to just you and other mortgage bankers. After the deluge of easy credit thrown upon the markets during QE4, the Fed's raising rates by nearly 500 basis points over the past year and allowing all those bonds it purchased to begin rolling off its balance sheet have had adverse effects all over the mortgage industry. Artificially low interest rates are not sustainable unless the market is flooded again and again with a renewed torrent of credit. That game's easier to play with inflation running near the 2% target rather than at an annual rate nearly three times above that. The next Fed meeting is May 2nd and 3rd, and we will get one more inflation reading in the form of personal consumption expenditures, a measure of what people are paying for things, before the meeting. Today is packed with potential market-moving data, starting with March retail sales, which came in down 1%, worse than expected, and import and export prices, which were down 0.6%. Retail sales were expected to slip 0.2% month over month versus declining 0.4% previously. Import and export prices were both expected to fall 0.1%. Later today brings industrial production and capacity utilization for March and preliminary Michigan sentiment for April. The day's Lone Fed speaker sees Governor Waller speaking on the economic outlook. As noted previously, today also sees earnings from JP Morgan, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, and BlackRock. We begin the day with agency MBS prices worse about an eighth from Thursday evening and the tenure yielding 3.48 after closing yesterday at 3.45%. The two years at 4.02%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. A thief broke into the police headquarters during the night and took all the toilets. The cops say they have nothing to go on. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the home ownership platform that unites the people systems and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, incentive compensation, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus, an Encino company, visit SimpleNexus.com, Questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities? Send me an email at Sunday, at the Visit and for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.